Friday morning at Wax, about 10 minutes before the weekend starting. And dairy breakfasts are going on. Jill Wilkie is over in Spencer. We're going to hear from her in just a couple of moments as uh, we get set for June Dairy Month. And again, thanks to some of our sponsors, Egg Country, Farm Credit Services, Marika Gouda and Thorpe, House of Gouda in Eau Claire, Wisconsin Farmers Union, Tractor Central, and so many more. Breakfast, we'll hear from Jill coming up on WAX. Friday morning at WAX, glad to have you along. Another June Dairy Month weekend underway. And a cool one to start this morning, too, over there in uh, the Spencer area, upper 40s, lower 50s this morning. Jill's at the Spencer Park, brought to you by Bluff Country Feed and Seed, the Arcadia Farm and Home, Colby Chrysler, and Security Financial Bank. As we check in at the uh, Spencer Dairy Breakfast, good morning, Jill. Is it uh, brisk and a beautiful morning in Spencer? Well, it's pretty brisk out here, but the grills are hot, the sausages are cooking, and the pancakes are getting ready to be put on the grill. Ah, sounds good. Tell us what's going on. Well, I've got Jeremy Crowby to tell you about the Spencer breakfast. Yeah, this is Jeremy Crowby. I'm president of the Spencer Chamber of Commerce. We'll be serving breakfast this morning from 5 till 10. Uh, everyone, if you're in the area, stop on out. Pancake, sausage, eggs, cheese. Applesauce, coffee, milk, and the all-important ice cream will be on the menu this morning. And that's our first remote from Spencer for the dairy breakfast. And I'm Joe Welke. Thank you, Jill. And we'll get back to Jill here in uh, just a little while. As, uh, again, breakfast is being served. More breakfast going on tomorrow. Pepin County, there'll be Pittsfield breakfast. There'll be uh, Trempolo County and uh, Sunday breakfast, a lot of them. We'll talk about that as we go along this morning. But again, our thanks to Stockman's Farm Supply in Osseo, Alliance Bank, Tractor Central, Ag Country Farm Credit Services, also Stockman's Farm Supply in Osseo, some of our sponsors of our June Dairy Month travels here around Wisconsin. And we'll talk about some of the elections. Speaking of dairy... The results of the Wisconsin, well, it's hard to say, it's hard not to say Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board, but Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin elections are over, and we know who's going to take those seats in the districts, especially those around our area. We'll update you on the Dairy Month Breakfast. And a new leader coming in at the National Milk Producers Federation. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more this morning as we tell you about a weather forecast that maybe. We'll include some rain. It looks like at least a few people in the area will get some rain probably tomorrow and maybe again a little rain on Monday. So we've got that weather forecast as we have a cool morning to start things off here in our Wax 104.5 listening area. Good morning. Research shows people ignore radio ads. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, let's check our weather forecast. Brought to you by Chilson Automotive Group. Check out the great selection of new Dodge Rams at ChilsonMotors.com. Partly sunny today, 84. Down to 59 tonight, so it won't get quite as cool overnight. Tomorrow, there is that chance of rain out scattered. It's not going to be area-wide, according to Mike Dandry. We'll get more on that from him later on this morning. Sunday, partly sunny in 71. A slight chance of some rain again on Monday. High only 70. Then warming up next week. 
FFA convention down in Madison should be nice and warm. Those corduroy jackets should feel good. 84 on Tuesday, 87 on Wednesday. Right now, it's about 46 degrees around here. Cool spots. As you show, Black River Falls and Toma, they're down in the low to mid-30s this morning. But they'll warm up, too, as we... Good morning. Also, forgot to mention, Brent Wink will be in here in just a little while on our Winfield United Cover the Crops program. We'll hear what he's got to say about uh, the need for rain and I'm sure a few other things. But again, 46 degrees right now. It'll be a partly sunny day and about 84. It is 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM. WAXX Eau Claire. Here's what's going on. NBC News Radio. I'm Mark Mayfield. Former President Trump is declaring his innocence after announcing he's been indicted over his handling of sensitive documents. This is warfare for the law, weaponizing the Justice Department, weaponizing the FBI. We can't let this continue to go on because it's ripping our country to shreds. In a Truth Social video Thursday, he called it a hoax and election interference at the highest level. Reports say the former president has been indicted on seven criminal counts after a months-long investigation related to boxes of classified materials found at his Florida home last year. Trump says he's been summoned to appear in court next Tuesday. New Jersey, like New York City, is dealing with hazardous air quality. It was the worst recorded Thursday since 1980. The intense smoke is causing running eyes, drippy noses, coughing, wheezing, and, and chest congestion, which are major problems for people with allergies, asthma, or other respiratory issues. The bad air is also dangerous for the elderly, those with heart conditions, and the very young. Some public schools have responded by canceling classes, with many others dismissing early. An FBI official says the agent who testified for Republicans was suspended by the Bureau for leaking sensitive information to a right-wing group. More from Brian Shook. House Democrats now accuse Garrett O'Boyle of lying to the committee and are referring the issue to the Attorney General. Lawmakers found out about the suspension in testimony from the Executive Assistant Director of the FBI for Human Resources to the House Judiciary Committee. I'm Brian Shook. And the PGA Tour's merger with Saudi-backed LIV Golf could lead to it losing its tax-exempt status. Democratic Congressman John Garamendi has introduced a bill called the No Corporate Tax Exemption for Professional Sports Act in response to the merger. It would end a tax loophole that allows professional sports leagues to not pay federal corporate income tax. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we might get a little wet around here, but that's not till tomorrow. There is a chance of rain in the forecast for tomorrow, but today just partly sunny. And it'll warm up to about 84. Tomorrow morning, it won't be quite as cool as today. It'll be about, oh, 59 degrees or so, so uh, mid to upper 50s. 79 on Saturday with that chance of rain. Sunday, 71, partly sunny. 70 on Monday, and again, a slight chance of rain on Monday. Then warming back up next week, we get down to the FFA convention. It will be warm for the Blue Jackets. 84 on Tuesday, 87 on Wednesday. And coming up a little bit later on, we're going to get a little update on the convention. Casey Dink from Mondovi, who is the current, and she will be the outgoing state FFA president. She will give us an update. Jill had a chance to talk to her to find out a little bit more of the convention. And, uh, you know, she's leaving after two years on the officer team. So her life will I don't know, get back to normal, whatever, but we'll hear that in a little while. Cool spots down in Black River Falls and Toma. They're about 34, 35 degrees down there. It's 44 up in Rice Lake. Medford at 45, Wausau and Marshfield 51, it's 52 in La Crosse, 
47 at Green Bay, Madison, Sun Prairie, Milwaukee at 54. And right now it's 46 here outside our back door. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Seven minutes after 5 o'clock on a Friday morning at Wax. We'll get back to Jill over in Spencer. She's at the breakfast there in the park in Spencer. So, again, if you're over in that area, get out to breakfast. All right. Markets this week as far as cattle, pretty strong. Choice fed beef steers on the week, 177 to 194. Mixed, 115 to 176. Choice fed beef heifers, 178 to 194. Mixed heifers, 114 to 176. Choice fed Holstein steers, 150 to 164. Select and silage fed, 106 to 149. The cows, 85 to 109, topping 133 this week. The bulls, 95 to 126. Butcher hogs, 40 to 92. Sows, 22 to 24. And the boars, 12 to 19. New crop market lambs, 130 to 166. Old crop lambs, 125 to 160. The feeder lambs, 75 to 185. In the sheep and lamb market, ewes traded 35 to 155. Small goats, 15 to 160. Medium goats, 35 to 300. Large goats, 50 to 490. The nanny goats, 10 to $270. At the Mercantile Exchange yesterday, markets were mostly lower across the board. June live cattle, 178.77 down 22. August, 172.25 down 95. October, 174.70 down 92. And December, down a dollar at 177.52. Feeder cattle for August, 238.65. That's down 45. September down 80 at 241.47. October, down a dollar 10, 243.45. November feeders at 244.57 down 122. January 244.10, down a dollar 30. June hogs were down two at 87.67. The only up spot in the markets were July hogs. They closed at 87.20. That was up 27. August hogs, 82.42, down 67. October, 74.45. That was down a dollar 30. Board of trade in the trade yesterday was higher in spite of some rain forecasts. But overnight, uh, the markets, uh, they were mixed, giving a little back. December corn down three to four cents overnight at 529. The oats up seven at 364. Wheat down five to six cents on the December contract, 650 a bushel. November beans up a penny overnight at 1190 and meal unchanged at 365.50. And after a couple of days of uh, improving dairy markets, it all came to a crashing halt yesterday. Barrel cheese down eight and a quarter, a dollar fifty-seven. Blocks down a nickel at one forty-seven and a quarter. The butter up a penny at two thirty-seven. June class three down fifteen at fifteen fifteen. July down forty-six at sixteen oh seven. August class three down twenty-nine at seventeen oh eight. September down forty at seventeen seventy-nine, and October down thirty-five at eighteen twenty-five. Ten minutes after five, and we're going back to the Spencer breakfast. Jill Walkie is over there, and we're going to talk to Jill and find out what's going on, what's on the menu, and all kinds of good things next, right here on Wax. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, it's June Dairy Month, and it's a good one, too. And our programs from the various dairy breakfasts and uh, other things around Dairyland. 
brought to you by Marika Gouda Thorpe and the House of Gouda here in Eau Claire, Stockman's Farm Supply in Osseo, Colby Chrysler over there in central Wisconsin, Ag Country Farm Credit Services, Wisconsin Farmers Union, Security Financial Bank, and other sponsors we'll let you know about. But let's get over to Spencer. Jill is over there. She's up and out. You had breakfast yet? I have not had breakfast yet. I'm just watching all the good stuff happening here. All right. Well, tell us what's happening. Well, I've got this dairy breakfast here in Spencer. The grills are hot. The tables are filling up, and it's looking good out here. It's a little cool, so everything should be nice and fresh. I've got Jeremy Kurofi. He's president of the Chamber of Commerce. So you can't put us breakfast on all by yourself. Who comes out to help you? Uh, this breakfast is uh, all of our local chamber members, all of our local businesses uh, show up to help with this. This is something that takes many months to put together, but it's all local uh, businesses in our community here. And how long have you been having the breakfast? Uh, we've been having the breakfast uh, since uh, we restarted Spencer Ramadan's. Uh, two years ago, eight eight years ago, this has been going on for a while already. Um, this is all part of our big Spencerama weekend. This is the opening opening shot for that weekend. So the Spencerama, what happens for Spencerama? A lot of games and a lot of playing around for the kids. Yeah, Spencerama. We have a lot of a lot of kids' games. We have concerts every night. We have uh, we have uh, concerts every evening. We have games. We have the beer tents open. We have. Little everything. We have cornhole tournament. We have uh, special things every year. It's a really great time. Just kind of a time for everybody to get out and goof around, right? Everybody enjoy the Wisconsin short weather, weather that we have, uh, the weather window that we get here. So you're busy storing eggs right now, so you're in charge of the eggs and the sausages. Who's in charge of the pancakes out there? Uh, pancakes are being done by Dan, uh, and we have some other members helping him out there. He's our uh, pancake guy. <laughs> and what are some of the other things on the menu? Uh, so we have pancakes, chip, eggs, sausage, uh, apple juice, uh, you know, milk, cheese, and the all-important ice cream. And how long are we going to be serving here in Spencer? So we're starting at 5 this morning, and we'll be going until 10 this morning. And that's a little bit of a divvy from the Spencer uh, Chamber of Commerce here having the dairy breakfast. Come on out and join them. The eggs look great. The pancakes are great. And the sausages are delicious. And I'm Jill Welke. Thank you, Jill. And we'll get back to Jill here in just a little while as she catches up with uh, some of the folks over there at the Spencer breakfast, Spencerama weekend going on over in the Spencer area this weekend. And again, thanks to Tractor Central, Alliance Bank, Bluff Country Feed and Seed, Arcadia Farm and Home, Colby Chrysler, Marika Gouda, Ag Country Farm Credit Services, some of the good folks that are sponsoring our activities during this June Dairy Month around Wisconsin. Get out and enjoy it. And speaking of good cheese... Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we'll hear from Casey Dink, who is, of course, our uh, FFA state president at the convention this next week. What's going to happen and uh, how all activities for FFA members are going to go down. A lot of them from our area. But before that, the National Milk Producers Federation will have a new president and CEO at the start of 2024. 
That's because the organization's current leader, Jim Mulhern, a Wisconsin native, plans to retire at the end of this year. The new man in charge will be Greg Dowd, who has had a 30-plus year career dealing with agricultural issues, both in government and in the private sector. His most recent position has been with Aimpoint Research, a global intelligence firm specializing in agriculture and food issues. Before that, Dowd served from 2018 to 2021 as chief agricultural negotiator in the office of our U.S. trade ambassador. Results are in from this spring's director elections to the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin Board. Elected to serve District 1, that's counties in northwest Wisconsin, Brenda Schlonninger of Shell Lake. District 4 board member representing Barron and Polk counties, Alexander, er, Andrew rather, Andrew Christensen of Amory. District 7, of course, is Clark County, Dennis Bangard of Greenwood, Dennis Bangard of Greenwood, returning to the board. Jonathan Halleck of Mondovi, elected to represent District 13, that's Buffalo, Pepin, and Pierce counties. They will all begin their three-year terms on July 1st, and congratulations. All right, coming up, we're going to hear about the uh, Wisconsin 94th FFA convention. That's coming up next week, of course, and uh, that's down in Madison. 46 degrees right now, 84 and partly sunny, a chance of rain tomorrow. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're into June. We're thinking a dairy breakfast. We're thinking state FFA convention. We're thinking it's the start of the fair season. This is Joe Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn. I caught up with the state FFA president from Wisconsin, Casey Dank. Wow, you've been at it for two years. Can you give me a little bit of the highlights from those two years of being a state FFA officer? Yeah, it's definitely been the the ride of a lifetime. There's no doubt about that. The highlights are definitely meeting the members and the FFA alumni, the FFA advisors, and my teammates throughout the year. I mean, the organization and the workshops, they're all fantastic, but it wouldn't be the same without the FFA members and the advisors that you meet along the way or the teammates that you get to spend the whole year with. It, none of it would be the same without the people that you meet along the ride. And you talked a lot about people. Now, FFA is back to face-to-face in their judging and contest, aren't they? Yeah, we are all back to pre-COVID terms. We're back in person. We're better than ever. And we're thankful for all the members that were happy and eager to participate again this year and to come back. We had high numbers at all of our workshops and conferences, and we're hopeful that the trend continues for years to come. And is there still a little element of live streaming so if somebody if a member can't make it to that conference they can still partake yeah jill i'm happy you brought that up this convention starts june 12th and we'll have the whole convention live stream so if you can't make your way down to madison don't worry you can find it on facebook it'll be live streamed or on the ffa website we want anyone that wants to watch it be able to watch it from the comfort of their home or their office wherever they can I think that is one of the benefits that did come out of the COVID. Are the numbers up at the live events? Yes, at in-person events, our numbers are up, and we're hoping for a record high attendance at this year's state convention as well. And also with the live stream, there will be more people watching than ever before. I have a good feeling. And the live streaming and the connections are a few of the benefits that came from what we learned we could do from COVID. Tell me, what are some of those challenges that have come around as your two years of being a state officer. 
So any position that you get elected to, there's going to be challenges, I think, that come along with it. But luckily for us with State FFA, the challenges, I don't know if you can really consider them challenges because I think the biggest challenge is deciding which events to go to because there's so many going on around the state at all times and which events to go to, where to travel next, and what you're going to dedicate your time to. But you're dedicating your time and you're picking between two or five amazing different things. So, I mean, the challenges, there's some, but the rewards and advantages outweigh any of those that I've seen over the past two years. One of those challenges will definitely not be you going to the state FFA convention. I'm sure that's on the top of your list. Has the convention turned back to before COVID times? Yes, we convention. We are so excited. My team, we've been preparing. We spent last week in Marshfield going through our scripts and making sure all of our ducks are in a row for this year's convention. But we're excited to have all of our members back in one place and to be a part of the sea of blue that overtakes the Alliant Energy Center. I mean, that's just an experience that I hope every FFA member can be a part of sometime during their FFA journey. And to start out that convention on Monday, is the Day of Service back? Yes, the Day of Service is back. We've got activities. We have bed making for Beds of Hope. They get to, FFA members can come sign up, make beds. We also are going to be out in the community again working on the park. So we're really back in full swing, and we are back to our pre-COVID convention standards. Well, let's get a few more highlights from that state convention. What's happening on Tuesday? So on Tuesday, we have... Uh, keynote speaker, the first general session. We have the national officer speaking and uh, all the highlights. And then we work into mon- or Wednesday morning. We have the expo center that'll be open where FFA members can meet with business professionals and work with alumni members and get to know where their path can go after their time in FFA is done. And we have six general sessions in total with the six- sixth one being on Thursday. And that's when the state officer team, we get to recognize our family and our biggest support system throughout the year. It's it's a good feeling to get to have your family there with you all morning, and then we get to have a dinner afterwards and say goodbye to all the members that we've met over the last, like, two years or year. But I know from last year, convention is going to be the fastest four days of our life again, and I think you blink and it goes by that quickly. But you know it's worth it when on Thursday evening you all talk about all the good memories from the year and you sleep better than I think you've ever slept before just because you're that exhausted but it's out of the fun and all the excitement that you've had throughout the week. And part of that excitement is having a a keynote speaker on Tuesday night. Can you tell me a little bit about him? Yeah so we have Jason Wetzler. He's actually a past national officer and he's going to come speak at our convention and the entire team is super excited and I know he's excited because during his national office year he actually did his chapter visit practice with throughout the state of Wisconsin. So he's visited some of our chapters before what during his time as a national officer. So we get to bring him back to the great state of Wisconsin, and I think he's very excited. And from handing out those FFA degrees to proficiency awards, and we have the Stars Over Wisconsin, that'll be Wednesday night. You also have a concert. Yes, we have a concert. We have Sam L. Smith coming and he's going to perform some covers, some of his own songs. And I think FFA members are very excited. He's a past um, FFA member as well. So he's excited to get to be a part of our convention. And you talked about numbers and encouraging members to come on down to state convention. Do we have a new number for our membership in Wisconsin? Yes, I'm a big numbers girl, but unfortunately I can't share our membership number with you until the first general session on Tuesday morning, but I promise you, you're all going to want to hear it and you're all going to want to be there because it's going to be exciting. 
Well, I heard it's higher than it's ever been before. Yeah, it's definitely high. <laughs> We're excited. And that's always a good thing. I talk to FFA members around the state. We always talk about good kids doing good things and making an impact on the community. And you've made an impact for the last two years. After that retiring address, what's going to happen? So after I hang up the jacket... I'm going to have a kind of a quick turnaround because I'm going to put some of my education to use and I'm going to start my internship at Compure Financial the following Monday with crop insurance. I want to try to get some industry experience before I graduate this coming May with an agriculture business degree. And then beyond that, what are you hoping for? Stay in the area or are you going to go national? I'm a homebody. I grew up on a family farm. I want to stay connected. So I'm definitely going to look for a job somewhere in the area. I want to work for an agriculture business with the end goal, I think, right now of being an agriculture loan officer so I can work with farmers and continue to make sure that their day-to-day operations are feasible and financially stable. Well, I just think it's been an awesome run for you for these last two years. I've enjoyed getting to know you, and I like to end off some of my interviews with, there's an awful lot of students out there that hear you and get to meet you, and sometimes they're on the fence of whether they should be a state officer or if they have what it takes, what would you tell them? I would tell them that if there's any part of them that thinks that this is what they want to do or they have that feeling inside of them, go with it and run with it with all that you can because it's going to be an experience that you never regret. And we are all just normal people. And everyone always says that, oh, the state officers, you make an impact. But until you're in the position, you don't understand that it's actually the FFA members and the alumni and the advisors that you meet along the way that truly make the impact on our lives. So if anybody out there wants to be a state officer or is thinking about it, I would say go with it and go with all of your heart because it's going to be an experience that changes your life forever. And again, that's Casey Dink, our outgoing president from Mondovi of the Wisconsin FFA. Boy, that young lady has grown over the last couple of years, and that's what leadership will do. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, we got uh, 29 minutes before 6 o'clock. We're going to get over to Mike Dandria and the weather. But first of all, let's check in with Morgan McCarthy. She's up already, and she's got news. Good morning, Morgan. Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We start in the courts as there are now formal charges against a man accused of stabbing his mother in the neck in Barron County. Prosecutors filed attempted first-degree intentional homicide charges against 30-year-old Michael Townsend yesterday. Barron County Sheriff saying Townsend stabbed his mom in the back of the neck Monday morning after the two argued about money. The mom was flown to Mayo and Eau Claire. Townsend arrested and being held on $50,000 cash bail. Well, on the state level, it's the latest snapshot of the fight against fentanyl here in our state. A new report from Forward Analytics says it's the number one killer of people ages 25 to 54 in Wisconsin. More than 4,300 people died from fentanyl between 2015 and 2021, with over half of those deaths coming in 2020 and 2021 alone. Now, fentanyl kills twice as many young people in the state as car crashes and more older people in Wisconsin than liver disease. We have H2O in the headlines. Menominee puts a kink in the hoses. The city, the latest, to send out a note yesterday reminding people about alternate side irrigation restrictions. You can find more information there with a click first at 715newsroom.com. It'll take you right to the city's website. Meanwhile, Black River Falls makes a splash when it comes to summer fun. 
The Hoffman Aquatic Center is going to delay the pool opening, and that's because of a leak. You might remember we were talking about a similar situation in Chippewa Falls as well. A lot of people wait to splash into that summer fun. You can see a lot of sights and sounds in Sin City, but when it comes to this Vegas attraction, maybe it took them by surprise, and it came from a distance in a galaxy far, far away. On Wednesday, KLAS-TV released 911 call audio from the morning of May the 1st. The caller told the dispatcher there were two non-human beings up to 10 feet tall with large eyes staring at him from his backyard in the Northwest Valley. This happened about 40 minutes after something streaked low across the sky. A bright green flash was seen across Nevada, Utah, and Eastern California at that time. The flash was also recorded on a Las Vegas Metro police officer's body camera. Nearby Nellis Air Force Base said it is not involved with whatever happened that night. I'm Mark Mayfield. Now, we don't know much about life on other planets, but we know how to get through the day-to-day here, and that involves chores and busy mornings as we take it back to the barn with Bob Bolsold and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax. Well, Bye. thank you, Morgan, and you have a good weekend. We'll find out how good a weekend it's going to be. We'll get a little rain. It'll be great. Mike Dandry is over at Skywarn 13 to look at our weather forecast. A chance tomorrow, huh, Mike? That's what it's looking like, but uh, I've been saying how it's not a meaningful rain. Of course, anything helps. I'm not taking away from that. But what I would think a meaningful rain would be at this point is that nice, slow, steady rain, that's a soaking rain, instead of those uh, heavier bouts of showers that some of us have seen where others weren't so lucky. But, oh, how lucky sorry. Are, how... <laughs> How lucky are we going to get tomorrow, do you think? Well, looking like uh, we may get a few spotty chances from time to time, but not looking like anything more than about a tenth to a quarter of an inch. But leading up to that, we'll have more sunshine for today with temperatures climbing mostly to the low to mid-80s. Partly cloudy tonight, and a few more clouds start to stream in by daybreak tomorrow, dipping mostly into the 50s and 60s. Temperature-wise, tomorrow, once again, into the low 80s, and those chances at showers and storms take us into the evening before drying things out going into Sunday with highs nearing 70 with winds out of the northeast. That is going to cool us off a little bit. Staying into the mid-70s, mostly sunny for Monday. Maybe just a very stray chance at a shower on the backside of a system that will affect more of the Great Lakes region, but I wouldn't count on that one either. Otherwise, Tuesday, Wednesday, more sunshine starting to warm up and temperatures climbing mostly to the mid-80s, and, well, that's where we hang out Thursday as well. Cooler to start us off this morning, however, with a temperature of 45 degrees. And, Bob, we have had a beautiful sunrise this morning. I know that you're inside, maybe not uh, able to enjoy it so much, but others can just enjoy this absolutely beautiful sunrise. Oh, that's good. At least uh, something to look at up there because it's yeah. not gonna be, we're not going to get wet when we look up. I was going to say the most beautiful sight right now would be a cloudy sky and some rain, but oh, that's uh, for sure. I guess we'll take what we can get, right? I guess so. Hey, you have a good weekend, Mike. You too, Bob. There he goes. Mike Dandry over at Skywarn 13 on this Friday morning, June 9th, June Dairy Month. And we're going back to Jill over in the uh, Spencer here in a moment. And our reports all June Dairy Month long, brought to you by some of our uh, good friends like Ag Country Farm Credit Services, the Wisconsin Farmers Union, Stockman's Farm Supply in Osseo, Marika's Gouda in Thorpe, and the House of Gouda in Eau Claire. We'll get to Jill next. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And once again, thanks to good sponsors like Ag Country Farm Credit Services. We'll take you out to some of our June Dairy Month activities. Spencer Amadeus this weekend in Spencer, including the Spencer Dairy Breakfast this morning. And Brent Wink is here, and he wanted me to ask you if they opened the beer tent for you yet. Yeah, Not quite. Maybe they will. From. 
All right. Yeah, he she, he thinks you're broadcasting from there. Well, maybe. <laughs> well, wherever you're at, what's going on at Spencer's Breakfast? Well, we're over here in Spencer. The sun is out. There's not much in the sky but a moon and a few high clouds, which doesn't help us with our rain issues. But there's breakfast to be had here in Spencer. The eggs look great. The pancakes are hot. And even though it's a little cool out here, I've got Becky Gorse. She's treasurer for the Chamber of Commerce. How long has the breakfast been around? This is our 39th annual dairy breakfast. And what part do you take in this? The eating. Just the eating part. No. I had ice cream already, though. That's the only day you can do this. That five. 5.30 in the morning, you can have ice cream at the dairy breakfast. Um, I, as the treasurer, they tend to have to get up and bring the money, so that was my my contribution. And now I'm I'm running eggs and sausage in so we can serve all the hungry patrons. And those tables are filling up pretty good, aren't they? Yes, they are. And how long are you going to be serving? Until 10 o'clock today. And how, what kind of help do you get out? A lot of people come out to help you out with this? Yeah, we um, being part of the chamber, um, we're pretty good about contributing. So we get a lot of our chamber members to come out. The FFA is going to be out later. We'll have a bunch of kids out here, hopefully cleaning up, and not what they do at home. And <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get a lot of help that way. And then um, tonight, just so you know, we have a place of high-band coming at 7 o'clock in Sunset. So come out for that. So there's a lot of activities kid activities, adult activities, and uh, I even hear the beer tent is going to open up. You can have the beer tent open right now. It is just done. It's a Friday. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Well, I think that sounds like a pretty good idea right now. And if you're out and about, the weather is good, even a little cool, this breakfast will warm you up here in Spencer. Thanks to all our sponsors. And, um, for Wax 104.5, I'm Joe Welke. Thank you, Jill, as uh, she's enjoying breakfast in Spencer and all weekend long at Spencer Almond. Again, thanks to our uh, many good sponsors, Stockman's Farm Supply and Osseo, Marika Gouda in the House of Gouda, Ag Country Farm Credit, Wisconsin Farmers Union, Security Financial Bank, Tractor Central, Alliance Bank, Bluff Country, Feed and Seed, Arcadia Farm and Home, and Colby Chrysler Center in Colby, of course. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We've got markets on a Friday morning at Wax. Brent is also here. Lots to do. But again, June Dairy Month activities, Spencer Village Park Breakfast till 10 o'clock this morning. Tomorrow on Saturday, Pepin County Dairy Breakfast, hosted by Churchview Dairy at Durand. Pittsville FFA and FFA Alumni Breakfast. That'll be hosted by Butch Gardner's Cranberry Operation there in the Pittsville area. And you want to get out and see that. It's quite an operation. Also, Trempolo County Dairy Breakfast, hosted by the Jurassic Homestead Dairy down at Dodge. Sunday Breakfast will be happening in Nielsville at the Clark County Fairgrounds. Also at the Taylor County Fairgrounds in Medford. And over in the Fenwood area at the Scott and Marie Miller Farm. Also, don't forget, Duran Fun Fest is going on. As we mentioned, Spencerama Days. Also... Coming up uh, tomorrow, horse pull, Midnight Riders Saddle Club grounds just outside Mondovi. That pull starts at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So go someplace for breakfast and go to a horse pull in the afternoon. 
The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's get to the markets. What is it? About a quarter to six here on a Friday morning as we go over to the uh, Equity Altoona Barn here from Jim Lindsay. Jim Lindsay on how things went yesterday. Choice beef steers now for $1.45 to $1.80. Choice dairy cross steers now for $1.45 to $1.74. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers $1.55 to $1.65. Choice Holstein steers $1.45 to $1.54. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers dollar forty four and down. Top twenty percent of the cow cows fall from ninety three to a dollar three with a top of a dollar seven. Sixty percent of the cows fall from sixty to ninety two. The bottom twenty percent of the cows fall from fifty nine and down. Organic market on Tuesday, eighty percent of organic cows fall from a dollar thirty five to a dollar fifty two. Bottom twenty percent of organic cows fall from a dollar thirty four and down. Cold bulls fall from a dollar to a dollar twenty. Thin full horn and lightweight bulls all discounted. Eighty percent of the ninety five pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from one hundred and eighty to three hundred and sixty dollars per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from one hundred and eighty dollars per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from two hundred and fifty to five hundred and forty dollars per head. Sows sold from twelve to twenty one. Boars sold from four to six. And there was no test on the butchers here on Thursday. Our next special feeder sale is this Friday, June 9th, starting at noon. We are expecting 250 to 300 head of Holstein and beef feeders for that sale. We'll also have a few cow-calf pairs. As usual, all feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, let's get over to the market at Stratford, the equity barn there. Jerry Fitzgerald on a Friday morning. You got your uh, fork and knife all packed for the weekend breakfast? Well, good morning to you, Bob. We got a lot of stuff going on, yeah. And also, um, you guys have been advertising the uh, rodeo over here in Merrill coming up this weekend. And we'll be over there tomorrow to do oh, the tractor pull for those folks. So. Oh, good. And then and you're gonna, then got... Are you going to ride buck and broncos like you usually do? Ah, no, 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 no. Oh. We're way, way, I don't know, we're way too old and a little bit smarter for that. <laughs> All right, well, that's good. Well, let's uh, let's get to work then. Wrap up the week at Stratford. Bob, I'll do that. I thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from this past week here at Equity Stratford. A busy marketing week concluded yesterday, but again, markets are continue to be very strong. Just about all classes of livestock. We'll uh, recap the cow market from this past week. Now, these are the conventional-type market cows, high-yielding, fleshy, Holstein, and beef cows. Yes, yesterday and this past week, selling from 99 to a $1.20 with a top at a $1.24 this week in the cow market. Most of the cows this week sold between 78 and 98 and you got a few of these center lightweight cows. Marcus cows, 75 and below. Organic market on Tuesday, high-yielding organic cows selling from 160 to 174. And now we'll be back to the conventional type market cattle and the Fed cattle trade this past week. Choice grading Holstein steers were selling mostly from $1.42 to $1.57. Select grading underfinished cattle, 138 and below. On the bull market this past week, better quality bulls mostly from 103 up to a top of 122 and a half. Lighter bulls below a dollar. Calf market continues to be very strong on the close of good quality Holstein bull calves, 150 to 300. And again, early in the week on Monday's auction, a lot of these bull calves from 325 to a top of 395. Heifer calves mostly 50 to 90 on the close. Uh, earlier in the week, again, uh, better quality heifer calves selling from a dollar up to a dollar 65. And your good quality beef calves, very, very strong market on those. 300 to 550, extreme top in the beef calves, and that was $600. 
on Monday's auction. So markets continue to look very good, and we'll uh, just take a peek ahead quick at next week. Our next dairy auction will be next Tuesday, June 13th. We do have a very large herd for that sale next week, uh, over 100 Holstein dairy cows and spring and heifers, and that all those cattle will be offered next week on the dairy auction at 11 o'clock. Uh, more information on those on our website. And coming up ahead a little bit further down into the month will be our beef breeding bull sale. That will be a special brief be brief breeding bull sale. That will be on Wednesday, June 21st at 1230. Uh, several bulls on the list already, so you folks got time to consign your breeding bulls for that. Anyway, folks, you got questions, 687-4101 is our phone number. And Bob, I know you're busy this morning. We'll send her back to you and looking forward to get out in this weekend uh, uh, visiting with the folks. And, uh, you know, and I think if we get a little bit of rain in between, uh, nobody is going to really make too much big of a fuss over that. No, I don't think so. You're exactly right. Thanks, Jerry. Have a good weekend. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And the Board of Trade yesterday was higher in spite of some rain forecasts. Overnight, December corn down 3 to 4 cents at 529. Oats up 7 to 364. December wheat down 5 to 6 at 650. Beans for November up a penny at 1190. December soybean meal unchanged 365.50. Country elevator prices today. Northside Elevator and Loyal Corn 591, the beans 1328. At their Arcadia location, corn is 601, beans 1333. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls, Connersville, corn 576, beans 1321. On the DTN screen, corn at Golden Plump 603 today at Baldwin is 564, beans 1308. 564 for the corn at Duran, 1303 on the soybeans, Mondovian Elmwood. 568 for the corn, 1308 for the soybeans. Fall Creek has corn at 554, beans 1278. Osseo, 581 and 1308. Elk Mound, corn is 582, beans 1321. Sparta, 594 and 1303. Ellsworth, corn 557, beans 1268. Ethanol Plants, Boyceville, 591. Stanley's corn is 590 and New Richmond, 580 today. Barrel Cheese fell 8 and a quarter to 157 yesterday. Blocks down a nickel. 147 and a quarter. Butter up a penny at 237. June down 15 on the class three at 1515. July down 46, 1607. August down 29 at 1708. September down 40 at 1779. And October down 35 at 1825. So not the best news there. But bringing in a lot of good news this morning is Brent Wink on our Winfield United uh, Covering the Crops program. He's going to talk about dry weather, soybeans being stunted. <laughs> we got alfalfa weevil coming in. Cheer us up, buddy. Oh, my goodness. What a lead-in. You know, I try to always be happy and upbeat. <laughs> well, and, I know uh, it. But, uh, but you did say that uh, serious yeah. note, the... And I've heard this too. Alfalfa weevil are really coming on. Yeah, it's it's kind of unfortunate. We've got June is dairy month, and kind of you know between prices and what's happening in the alfalfa, our dairy industry is kind of being picked on a little bit. But uh, I, I guess we've had challenges before, and we figure out a way through it. But really, yeah, this week, uh, you know, over the last seven to ten days, it's kind of started showing some of the first alfalfa that was cut. I really urge people, if you haven't taken first crop, you actually can just cut, and that'll uh, hopefully get past the weevil problem. But second crop alfalfa regrowth is at a serious risk level here. Uh, weevil damage uh, feeding right now, uh, especially where when we cut first crop, 
and we merge it all into a windrow, you know, just the windrow, or then when you take your merger, all those larvae drop off right where that windrow was. And we're seeing streaks up the field that the, the larva, the weevil are eating that stuff as fast as it's uh, growing. So you're seeing those strips in those fields not greening up at all. And you take that along with no moisture, it's really a struggle for this alfalfa. So you think about on a first crop alfalfa, you had a beautiful stand. We we kind of took everything that alfalfa plant had in the root system to give us our second crop or to give us our first crop, cut that. You know, and you're kind of got a vulnerable plant already, so the weevil can actually kill the alfalfa if left untreated. So really get out there, take a look, have your agronomist take a look. A lot of different insecticides that can be used to control that. And then obviously we just need some rain to kind of take care of that too. So other things this week, just a lot of calls and a lot of road time looking at uh, issues. Soybeans uh, kind of becoming front and center a lot of the, I'd call it the later planted soybeans into really dry conditions. We've got uh, really uneven stands. We have a lot of plants that didn't come. So the questions I'm getting from a lot of people is, should we go replant? Uh, what's going to happen with some of these fields? And obviously a replant, if we don't get any moisture, that isn't going to solve our issue either. So if those soybeans are still sitting in the soil, they look just like they did the day they were planted. If we get the rain, those seeds are going to swell. They're going to germinate. They're going to grow. Uh, we'll have you know those plants there for us. Some of the plants started to swell, and then they just plain stopped. And uh, there it gets a little tricky. I think a lot of those are still going to be viable when we do get the moisture. If they kind of started to swell, uh, you know, and started to kind of come up and, and then quit, some of those, the viability is probably done. So just one of those we'll have to monitor it, you know, and see what you do have for a stand. Soybeans are a very, very forgiving plant. If we've got uh, 75% stands, 80% stands, they certainly can withstand that a lot greater than the corn crop. So just really need Mother Nature to take care of us tomorrow with a lot of rain everywhere. And let, uh, I shouldn't say a lot, but give us ample rain everywhere, Bob. As we're having our dairy breakfast tomorrow, hopefully we see uh, nice widespread rainfall. Yes, it would be because uh, we're in buildings, we're in tents, and we can get wet, and it's not going to hurt us. Yeah, I think Jill will sit at the beer tent in the rain <laughs> if that's what it takes. I Go outside so. with that. Well, one thing about it, the corn ought to be deep-rooted this year. Yeah, and, and you know, that's the one thing. The corn actually looks phenomenal for the most part. Yeah, it does. So, again, you know, hopefully those roots are driving down deep, and, and uh, we pick up some rain soon. So, hopefully better news next week. I hope so. Have a good weekend. You you too, you as got well. anything you're doing this weekend? You going to any dairy breakfast? You know, I think I think tomorrow we've got uh, between weddings and graduation parties, oh, yeah. and I, I'm on a need to know basis. Yeah, my your wife kids will, are about that age where they got a lot of friends. Yeah, and my my wife will kind of give me the direction in the morning and and uh, which way we're going. So <laughs> your honey but, list, your honey yeah, absolutely. List. But All look right. forward to it. All right, thanks, Brent. You bet. Brent will be back again next week. Brent Wink on our Winfield United covering the crops program. And, yeah, he's talking about the chance of rain in our forecast for tomorrow, but probably not today. 84 today, 79 tomorrow. It's about 46 right now. We'll see you at breakfast.
You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadar. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.